a few announcements for you. Number one, today, remember Connect uh, is meeting right after the service. You guys are going to be having a time of prayer focusing specifically on people that need to, uh, to know the Lord. And your family members, friends, whoever it is you're going to be praying, you're also going to be sharing lunch. Uh, so remember that. Our, our Connect group is meeting right after uh, the service today. Then also, if you would consider, uh, especially on Sunday afternoon today, Denise is saying we need some that would be willing to come and uh, work our, our uh, pumpkin patch. And so if you have an hour or two that you would like to give, and then obviously we have already mentioned we are going to be doing this all through the weeks, all the way up to uh, Halloween. And we are praying that the Lord will help us to connect uh, with people in the community I know that there have been a few of those already, but we pray the Lord will even give us a greater uh, a way that we can touch and influence and being in our community. Amen? Amen. Uh, well, what an awesome opportunity we have. We're going to be interviewing in a few uh, moments uh, one of our finest, I believe, that the Lord has uh, on the field today, Everett and Evelyn McKinney, and that's going to be great. I want you to pray with me, I am going to be uh, Wednesday going uh, to uh, Europe, taking a group of our pastors from our network. Specifically, uh, we are looking to uh, engage them in missions, in praying that they will come home with hearts on fire and that they will excite their congregations. This is what we need to be praying about, North Lake, and you know my heart as your pastor. Uh, that we have a missional heart. It's not just doing missions, giving money. It's not just doing missions overseas. It's being missional people. It means I not just give and care about what's happening globally. I care about what is happening next door to my neighbor. I care about what is happening next to my coworker. I care about those all around me. And so this is something that I asked you to be in prayer about. Jill and I will only be gone a Sunday. We have the pulpit filled uh, and so you'll be uh, okay there. You'll be blessed. Uh, uh, Steve is going to be ministering to us and I... I know that he has ministered before and you will be blessed. Wednesday night, Jill's dad will be coming to speak. And so Wednesday night, for those of you who are coming, uh, you will uh, not be disappointed. And so uh, we will be gone a short 10 days. It is going to be a fast and furious trip. But our heart is we want to, again, see our younger pastors catch the vision and the fire and the passion for what God is doing not just there around the world, but that it would catch over here as well. Amen? And so uh, be in prayer with us. Uh, we will be leaving Wednesday, and we will be coming back uh, again only out of the pulpit one Sunday. And so just ask and covet your prayers for that. Uh, also uh, want to mention that on the 30th of October, that's the Wednesday night, everybody, we're all going to be meeting down at the fire pit, down at the pumpkin patch. We're going to be having a time of great just being together, singing some songs, and it's going to be a great evening. So I ask you to come out and, and be involved in that too. Well, without uh, any more interruption, uh, let's get ready. We're going to run a... a uh, uh, just a little PowerPoint clip, a little video clip for you about what God is doing. 
uh, through the McKinney's, and then we're going to take some time to interview them. Good morning, everyone. Evelyn and I are so privileged to be with you again. It's been five or six years, the last time we were here. But this church has been a part of our ministry for many, many years. And way down the old building, down in Camas many years ago. And, and we couldn't be out there without you folks being here. So we're here today just to connect again with you. We're not in the States very much. In fact, uh, we're, we're the most uh, unusual missionaries that the network has ever had. Uh, first term out, we spent six years and never put our feet back on U.S. soil one time in six years. Uh, other times, uh, uh, you know, we're only back a couple of months this time. We, we, don't, we don't do regular deputation, uh, but it's just good to be back in touch base with you. I want to say one word about the meeting uh, thus far today. This has been one of the most wonderful, meaningful times it's very biblical. It's very theological. It's just like the New Testament church, you know, after the, uh, uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We've had wonderful worship and, and a word from the Lord, an admonition of the Lord that is very close to the heart of God and, and the communion, seeing what Jesus has done for us and, and then tying this, all of this in with missions. I, I think the Holy Spirit has orchestrated this. We're not here by accident today, and we, we just praise the Lord. Well, we are going to take you on a, a little trip quite quickly so you can get acquainted a little bit with our, with our ministry. You know who we are. We are Everett and Evelyn McKinney, uh, 44 years with the uh, Assemblies of God World Missions, uh, and we are uh, one of the most unique couples that the Assemblies of God has ever, has ever known because we actually uh, are missionaries to many countries, many nations. We have students from over... 100 countries of the world. We are the homeless missionaries in, in the network. Uh, about 23 years ago, the Lord began to speak to us and tell us that he wanted us to move out of our comfort zone. We didn't quite understand what he was saying. And so I said, Lord, what do you mean? And he said, well, you've had a student body around you as president of Bible colleges, and, and you've had a faculty around you, but if you will follow me one step at a time, I will lead you into ministries that you have not even uh, hardly dreamed of. So we have been homeless for 23 years. This means uh, 12 months of the year. For 23 years, we have lived out of one suitcase each and, uh, and, and two computer bags and so on. Uh, we uh, people say when are you going back home we're not going home our home is being built you, over Jesus. there on Amen. the other on the other Amen. side Amen. Uh, our, our address you'll see on our prayer card please take one before you go our, our address is Singapore uh, and in Singapore we have four file cabinets and a suitcase or two with uh, uh, with cold uh, clothes for Russia and uh, cold weather clothes and, and all of that our burden and vision is to do everything we can to help bring closure to the Great Commission. Jesus said, the Gospels say, preach the Gospel to every person in all the world. The Scripture also says, make disciples in every people group in all the world. The word is ethnos, meaning ethnic group. It's not just a geographical, uh, political boundary every country in the world. We are to preach the Gospel to every people group, every ethnic group in all the world. You, you, you may know that in India, there are over 3,000 people groups, biblical nations within the geographical, political boundary of India alone. 
where we just came from just a few weeks ago, Myanmar, formerly Burma. There are 135 ethnic groups, people groups, uh, biblical nations in the country of Myanmar alone. Do you know that we have only uh, witness and churches in 10 of those 135 people groups? Meaning we still have 125 uh, uh, to, to, to go. And this is why we go into Myanmar and so on to challenge and motivate leaders who are there, close by these unreached people groups, to take the gospel in and plant churches in there across uh, geographical and political boundaries. The task that is before us is too big for Western missionaries alone. No way can we, can, can we do it. So what do we do? We challenge, we motivate, we train pastors and church planters in many countries to reach across these geographical and linguistic cultural boundaries to reach those who have never heard the message. This is a great burden that we have. Millions of people who are bound in the darkness of false religions, uh, uh, we, we are really committed to helping to train people to reach those. Um, some examples here, uh, we work with people training to, to reach Hindus, a temple you see, a lady praying with beads, a man with spears in his lips in demonic trance, Hindus in the country of Malaysia, uh, an Islamic country, but many Hindus are there. Uh, we see a man here with hooks in his back. He is on his way to a temple up 200 steps to uh, worship his God in a, in a cave. They are, they, are, they are lost. They are without, with, without hope. This is why we've got to get the message to them. Muslims... All men and boys must fast through noon on Fridays and go to the mosque to pray. If they come late, they pray outside, as you can see. Buddhists, a huge wat, called a wat, W-A-T, wat, temple, so to speak. Monk praying to a gigantic Buddha. Here they are washing a newly made god. Can you imagine having to, to give your god a bath? Well, this is what, this is what they do. Uh, there are also people who, who, who think they must pay for their own sins. Flagellantes have their backs cut many times with glass or whatever, and, and then they are whipped and they go down the street whipping themselves, making their way to a place of crucifixion. Not unto death, but there are many that are crucified, uh, nails in the hands and the feet, along with, uh, you, you know, you can see their arms are being tied and so on. Uh, thinking they can add something to what Jesus has already done as we have celebrated a few moments ago. People in such religions cannot be convinced of the truth of the reality of our God by logical sermons and teaching alone. We do that, but that alone will not do it because their religion is just as logical to them as ours is to us. Only the Holy Spirit can convict and convince them. Students and pastors, we believe, must be equipped to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit in a relevant way fitting the cultural situation in which they are in. So we emphasize living in the Word, nurturing an intimate relationship with the Father so that they are prepared to minister to the needs of people as they meet them along the way. We are privileged to work with many, many uh, different kinds of ministries overseas. We work with three graduate-level seminaries, uh, training pastors, national church leaders, church planters, Bible college teachers, and, 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 and missionaries. 
One of those is the Asia-Pacific Theological Seminary, where I served as president for a number of years, training leaders for a fourth of the world, many, many nations out in that part of the Asia-Pacific region. We also work on a regular basis with the Center for, Clo for Global Leadership Development, which is headquartered in Bangalore, India. Uh, leaders from Nepal, uh, Bangladesh, all in Sri Lanka, Bhutan, and all of, those, all of those many, many areas. We also work on a regular basis with Evangel Theological Seminary, which is headquartered in Kiev, Ukraine, serving Russia and the former Soviet nations out across that part of the world. We also teach in Bible schools and countries where there are urgent needs in our specialty areas. Uh, two or three examples, Singapore, Fiji, Sri Lanka, Romania, and we teach in many locations across Russia's 11 time zones, Far East and North. Russia reaches almost halfway around the world, 11 time zones out of 24 around the world. We are so privileged to be out there in those places. We do seminars for pastors and teachers in many countries like Malaysia, uh, Thailand, uh, Vietnam, uh, Latvia, Sri Lanka, Czech Republic, Romania, Northern Russia, Nepal, Philippines, and on and on and on and on and on. Teaching a course in the Philippines, one of our extensions of our seminary, a uh, number of pastors just challenging them to be uh, used of God and reaching out in evangelism and church planting and, and uh, you know, being uh, uh, really on fire for God and personal prayer and evangelism and so on. Received an email a while back from one of those pastors in that, in, in that course. He said that 500, I'm quoting him, 500 have come to Christ in the last two months in different evangelism activities. Then he said, last Sunday, 200 first-timers came to our church and 103 responded to receive Jesus Christ. So evangelism explosion, multiplication of ministry, this is what it is all about. We preach spiritual emphasis series in our Bible schools and churches. Uh, some examples uh, like in the Philippines and Myanmar, India, and on and on and on. One of the most exciting things that Evelyn and I do, and uh, your church is a part of that through our ministry, we train missionaries and church planters. Some of our first students when we went to the Philippines 44 years ago, they have planted eight churches in remote, hard places and I'm there to preach the funeral of our, four, our student 44 years ago. Uh, he's there in the casket. His wife is standing beside me, and she is still pastoring. She is still working for the Lord in, 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 in that area. We also work uh, with a number of other uh, missionaries that we've trained, our students, uh, uh, Filipino missionaries in Italy. There are over 200,000 Filipino workers in Italy alone, over 8.5 million Filipino workers in, in, in many, many countries. And, and so our Filipino missionary, he's, he and his wife, they're winning them and they're training them to plant churches all across Italy and other, other nations, uh, many, 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 many countries. Sometime back I did a pastor's conference this on the right there that is in Florence, Italy, about 200 leaders from all over that part of the world, Europe, and uh, uh, about 25 of those pastors are committing themselves to missions to be willing to go out from Italy or other places uh, to the mission fields of the world. A Chinese, one of our students at Continental in Brussels, our student there, 
from Shanghai, China, in Sweden, reaching Chinese businessmen and a church he's planted. Chinese businessmen that would go back to China as ready-made missionaries. An Indian brother uh, eager to get into Iraq from India there. Romanians going to Afghanistan. Uh, this, uh, this brother, uh, one of our students in Romania and continental also, he had a call to, Romania, to Afghanistan. He didn't know how he was going to get there. He was working with a few youth groups. And these youth groups said, we will give $5 a month to help get our missionary out to Afghanistan. Widow ladies receiving about $20 U.S. dollars a month equivalent said, in addition to our $2 a month tithe, we will give another $1 or $2 a month to help get George, our missionary from Romania, out to Afghanistan. No missions program in Romania at that time. Now, for the last many years, several years, we are teaching in two missionary training schools, one on one end of Romania near, near Hungary and the other down, uh, down by the Black Sea, not far from Turkey. Uh, these are Romanian students, our students that are, that are praying for the countries they will go to as missionaries. This was just a few months ago we were there, and some of these are already in hard places like Macedonia, Turkey, Afghanistan, Sudan, Albania, and so on. A lot of faith is involved. Romania is a rather poor country, but is awaking to their responsibility to share the gospel beyond their own borders. Now we have a full-time missions director for the country of Romania. We now have over 80 Romanian missionaries serving in different countries of the world that I have, managed, that I have, that I have mentioned. Uh, Moldovian church planters, an extension out of our school in, in, in uh, Moscow, Russia. Every pastor in this class is reaching out to several villages in their area. Nepal, here's a Nepali couple of high caste. They're reaching out to three, ca uh, three lower-level caste villages. A Pakistani father and daughter are students at our seminary pastoring in oppressive conditions in Pakistan, directing a Bible school in a very, very strong Taliban area at, at great risk, their ministry. I want to just share a thing that is so important. We are a team. You partner with us in prayer and support. We work with key leaders in many countries. We help train and motivate a few thousand people each year. They take the message across nations into places where we could never go. This is a strategy that Jesus gave his disciples. The result is multiplication. Multiplication of missions efforts, multiplication of missions dollars. We're here to say thank you. Together we can reach around the world. Thank you so very, very much for partnering with us in prayer and support. It's a great relationship. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Stay right here. Okay. Stay right place. here, and if you, if you want, you guys can sit there a little bit. I'm just going to ask. Uh, I'm just going to ask some questions. You may, you may be like me. You may feel more comfortable standing. <laughs> I do. I teach standing for hours. That's great. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the first thing that that I would like to do is just is and, and you please come come to the platform. Absolutely. I would like to ask for you just to tell your, your guys' story as far as how the Lord got you to where you are now from the field. Like, 
your salvation story. Just tell us your story. Okay, 74 years ago, I was born down in the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas in a little unpainted cabin, uh, uh, seven miles on the closest paved road. We did not have electricity, no running water, no indoor bathroom, uh, no church. Uh, attended a little school where one teacher uh, taught all 12 grades. A little wasn't any bigger than the platform here. We lived in poverty. I was pulling a cotton sack behind me down the lowlands of Missouri as a kid. When I was five years old, my family, along with six other families, made our way across from, from the mountains to, uh, to Washington State. We landed uh, near uh, Granger in a farm laborer's camp. We were transient farm laborers, uh, high school dropout, all kinds of stuff. Didn't know Jesus. I came to Christ uh, in, in an Oral Roberts meeting over where the Tacoma Mall is now at 17 years old, back in about 1956. But when I was back there in the mountains, long before I met Jesus, the Lord would appear to me in, 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 at nighttime, different occasions. He told me that one day I would be training pastors and workers in the nations of the world. He showed me faces, red, brown, yellow, black, and white. I did not know anything he was talking about, but he, he put that in my heart long before I even received him as my savior. And of course, the story goes on and on. I, I got my high school together. I was able to get into Northwest College, Assemblies of God, and, and on to, to seminary and preparing that way. Awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get another microphone here for her story, her story is different. Okay, so go ahead, Evelyn. I was born somewhere. Can you hear? Is that on? Okay. Is that on? It sounds to me like it's on. Is it on? I think he's got it. Here we go. Okay. There we go. I was born just across the river from Longview in Oregon. My, do my dad uh, was a logger. And uh, we, they were new in Pentecost, and I was really prayed into existence by a Pentecostal church because they weren't supposed to have any more children. Uh, but God gave them me in and, and, and answer to the uh, uh, church's prayers. And um, my dad was hurt very badly when I was six weeks old in the woods, and uh, they said he won't live, but he did. They said he won't walk. But he did. They said he'd walk with a two-and-a-half-inch limp, but he didn't. And uh, so God spared his life after he fully recovered. He learned shoe repair. And for, that, for all of my life, he was just a humble shoe repairman. But, you know, we didn't have much in this world's goods, but we were rich because we knew Jesus. And my parents loved, they weren't pastors or ministers of any kind, but they loved missionaries. And every chance they got, they would have missionaries into our little home, even when we lived in a little two-room apartment, which wasn't as big as this platform. Uh, in downtown Tacoma, we had moved to Tacoma during the war because my dad got work in the shipyards for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, from the earliest days, I can remember I really wanted to be in missions. I never really believed that God would let me do that. I never really believed that, that he would touch my life and, and call me. But as I uh, finished high school, I went to Seattle Pacific University, a free Methodist school, because our colleges in those days didn't have education, training, and so forth for teachers. And so I majored in missions and in education at Seattle Pacific University in great hopes that God would allow me to go one day. Well, I uh, finished college and moved back home with my parents. 
parents and started teaching school. And two years later, God brought my Sir Galahad along. That's and, me. Um, and you know what? He fell in love with my feet. It was they are amazing. Beautiful. He came he came to our church and we were in central Washington by that time and I was he was the great preacher of this gospel team from the Bible college, you know, and he had everybody at the altar and he's praying over them and, and you know, bless them God, you know, and then he happened over by the organ and I was playing without my shoes on, you know, it's easier the old fashioned kind that has foot pedals, you know, and he looks down and he says, I didn't know ladies played the organ without their shoes on. Well, it, it worked. Pay, it pay, <laughs> good pickup line. It pays to take care of your feet, ladies. <laughs> but uh, we knew very soon that God had brought us together, and um, we're, we went. Uh, we were married 51 years ago, and it's been a great ride all the way. 44 years of those in overseas missions, and we've never, never regretted. 44 it. years you've now 40, been 44. involved in. And, and may I say to all of us who have reached the age of between 63 and that retirement age, here's a couple who has never retired from the work mm. of the Lord. No, no. May I say again, as we have said at North Lake, it doesn't matter how young or how old That's you right. are, you are a part of God's kingdom, you yeah, are a part God. of God's family, and there is a place for you in God's family. Amen. I think this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what, I, what I say is that the Lord will bless them as long as he gives them strength, Amen. that the Lord will allow them to continue to fulfill this yes. incredible call. 44 years and going. Amen? Amen. Isn't that awesome? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Praise God. Okay. Tell me the importance, because this, this struck me. Now, you specifically made a comment about that the, the West cannot do the need that is there among the unreached people groups. Expound on that a little bit about why that we ourselves cannot go and think that we can save the entire world. It's just too big. It is too big. There's no, there's no way with all the unreached people groups and all the churches that need to be planted uh, uh, around the world and in these various countries, uh, you know, like in the organization we're with, we only have, uh, you know, about 3,000 you know, all, all around the world. There's no way we can do it. But we do empower those that are there. And we dedicated our life to this ministry uh, in leadership training and challenging and motivating. And, uh, well, the fruit of our ministry, I think, explains this very much with you know, the thousands of people that we have helped to train and, 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 and touch, they are out there now planting the churches. Uh, when we went to the Philippines uh, 44 years ago, uh, you know, I, I, I preached youth camps and stuff all over the Philippines. It wasn't long until we had 100 students in the Bible school. And, and uh, now through all of these years, they have planted hundreds of churches all over the Philippines and many, you know, serving as, as missionaries now. So there, there's just no way we can do it. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, even, even financially, they can, and, and culturally, they can go into those places far and be far more effective than we can. Now, there, there are churches that are, that are trying to do it, even from Northwest Ministry Network, that are trying to go out and, and target one people group and putting, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into one people group. But it... Uh, they're not they're, there all the time. They're not there all the time. They're in and out and so on. And as a Westerner, it, it is not as effective as, as those that we can empower and train to go out and do it. Yes. 
And that's the biblical plan, Pastor. You know, Jesus said, go and make disciples and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And part of what Jesus taught was to make disciples. So we are to make disciples who can make disciples who can make disciples. So we not only train a few people, but we train them to be trainers. And, and the, the chain has to go on until Jesus comes. How, how exciting is this North Lake Church as you have heard and know what my heart is, as yes. I have said in our discipleship, in uh, our uh, ministry and how we've laid out discipleship. It's not about an elite few doing ministry here. That's right. It's about when you have someone that you are working with that you bring to Jesus we will, if we need to, come alongside you so you can help train them to train them up to the point where they can go win someone for Jesus and train them. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. This is the process and how effective that is because, as they've said, there are places that we just are not going to be accepted to go. Mm -hmm. But if we will train the nationals, if we will train those peoples, how much more effective? And so uh, if, if you could, in all, uh, maybe you don't even know what this number would be, but in, in your, if you had to guess, if you had to be in the ballpark, how many would you guess over your years that you have trained as a, and I know it may be at, but give me a guess. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, we haven't kept records of all of that. We're, the Lord keeps the records. Amen. Thousands. Yeah. No, I have no idea. <laughs> we could go back and look at our grade amen. books, you know. We should do that sometime. And add, we've awesome. kept all of our grade books all through yeah. the year. <laughs> so, and, so, yeah. and let me just share that. But hundreds in, in, every in, year. In all, in all of those uh, photos that you saw on the PowerPoint a while ago, all those Bible schools and seminaries, you know, the president of, uh, of Asia Pacific Theological Seminary, uh, he, he's a Malaysian Chinese. He was our student in Malaysia more than 20 years ago. In, in most all of these that we have shown you in the Bible schools and so on, these presidents, academic deans, and faculty were our students over, over the years. And we could, we could take you to church planters all out across many countries that were our, that were our students. So it, it, it is a powerful thing. Uh, almost unbelievable, but it, it, it's the way it works. Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. So am I, now let me, get this, let me get this right. You guys don't own your own home. Is that right? We have a home we have when, a house. when we retire. A we house. Have a house. We have never, never lived in it. Haven't lived in it. Yeah. Okay. Da, we our live son a Doug looks a after life. it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a better and, way to say it. We yeah, have a homeless that, life. That, that's what I mean. You don't have a place no. where you call home. No, no way Out of, no. okay. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, <laughs> What th th these are one of our missionaries that we support at North Lake Church. Yes. yes. The Amen. reason why is because we have really tried to do our best at connecting with ones that we know when they are going out on the field that the work of the Lord is being done. The great commission is being fulfilled. And so we want you to know when we bring them in and when we have them share, we're not just trying to uh, uh, just pick whomever, but we have prayed, we have uh, looked at them, we have looked at the fruit, and these are one of our best. May I say, not only for our church, but also for our network. Mm 
Mm. Number one, the longevity of them in not going to do the work themselves. They, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that there have been people on the field that you have brought to the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. But, but even more so, not just that, but the training again of those people groups then to reach their people groups. This is a very important thing, and it's something that you need to understand about Assembly of God because we are an Assembly God fellowship. North Lake Church belongs to the Assemblies of God. That we don't try to go out, it is not in the mission philosophy of the AG to go out and westernize people groups. We are not going to make them like Americans. We are going them to give them Christ so that they can worship Jehovah God and God's Son and have His Holy Spirit in their culture. Yes. Amen. This is huge yes. Yes, because is. that is the biblical model, as Evelyn yes. said. That is what Jesus has asked us to do. Amen? Amen. What are your needs in, on the field and, and how can we best help keep you going and, and, and help you? The greatest need we have is prayer support because we are out there on the front lines. It's not very popular to be a Western uh, missionary from America with everything that's happening in the world. Uh, we're in spiritual warfare and so on. So prayer is a high priority. This is why we have brought uh, prayer cards. They're out there if you haven't received one yet. Uh, another thing, of course, is financial resources. I don't talk about it, but you ask. We, we, are, we, we are only in the States a couple of months right now. We came in about two and a half weeks ago and, and heading back in, in, in a little while. Just very briefly, we did not come in for a regular uh, deputation where the missionary you know, stays on sometimes 18 months to get a budget to go back. If you stay long enough, you can get it. When the pressure's on, you know, the churches will eventually help to get the budget. But we have never allowed, in all of these 44 years, we've never allowed finances or the lack thereof to determine the call of God and the will of God uh, for our lives. We, uh, our schedule is full two years ahead in different countries of the world, and, 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 and we, 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 we came in with a plane ticket, and we're, getting, we're going back, and uh, we're going back whether we have the support or not. We'll, we'll trust God, uh, you know, being over $2,000 a month short in, in, in budget and, and resources. We... We just trust God, and, and, and he, he, he brings forth supernatural, miraculous things. Amen. Unbelievable how he, uh, how, he, how, he, how he does that. In fact, there are, there are a few churches in, overseas now that are, we never ask for any support over there, but, but the Holy Spirit knows the need, and we have a, a, a few churches in different countries that have said, how can we support your, your, your missions ministry from, from Malaysia or from... Uh, you know, a couple yeah. of those other countries. Not much, but we praise God for that. So yeah. there are those situations. And then also I notice now you're even uh, having the chance to train uh, nationals who are being missionaries to yes. other countries. Talk yes. a little bit about that. That's a big one. You want to talk oh about my. that? We could talk all day. <laughs> Romania is fantastic. Two missionaries. We, we just, uh, we were in India a few months ago, and... Uh, we were in Bangalore, where Southern Asia Bible College, they have that new name, Global Center for Development Leader, Leadership Development. But um, while there, we went to a children's home, and guess who's working there? A missionary from Romania. 
this young students. lady, one of our students, and she was so excited. I mean, she just wiggled all over when she saw us. You know, she was so excited that we could be there and see what she's doing because she was in our classes two years ago in Romania. And to see those children just, they just adore her. They've got 43 kids in that home, and they just gather around her, and they just adore her. And she just looks at them with this love in her eyes. And, oh, that was so exciting. And, and uh, you know, we just have missionaries here and there and everywhere, students from that Bible college in Romania. We have one lady who's right now just praying desperately to get into Sudan. She can't get there right now because of the, of the civil war, the stuff that's going on. But she is so, she's just, she's just, she aches with passion to get to Sudan. We've got people in Namibia. I hadn't even heard of Namibia before, but they're there, you know, in, in Africa. And they're out in the bush. And, and we've, got a, we've got a couple in Macedonia uh, from that school. They are reaching Albanian Muslims. We can hardly step foot into Albania. But the Albanians come over into Macedonia. And this young couple are picking the fruit, hand-picked, you know, one by one. But they're getting Albanians saved. And, and they're going back to, to Albania. And they're going to their homes and their families. And, and uh, they can't really say anything right away. But their families are going to say, what's different about you? You know? And they're going to be ready-made missionaries. So these kinds of things are so exciting. It happens at the Bible <laughs> school level. It happens at the seminary level, at Asia Pacific Theological Seminary, where we will be going and teaching a full schedule January, February, March, right after we leave, we leave here. Uh, we have students from many nations of the world there. We have uh, uh, now quite a large number coming in from mainland China, working out there in uh, underground area. And they, they say, we know what we're going back to. Uh, persecution in some areas, so we, we're, we're, we're so glad to be involved in, you know, in some of those things. But one of the huge challenges is that we're spending quite a little bit of time in, you know, in, in, in Russia and some of those other uh, former Soviet nations. And when we teach those extensions, we have over uh, 30 extensions from our school in Moscow, the headquarters of the Moscow... Uh, uh, Pentecostal Union. Yeah, Pentecostal Union. And we work with there. They're planting... Uh, churches, our students, and we're out there and training in those extensions, they're going out and planting churches in the hundreds, hundreds of uh, uh, villages like town. and towns that they have, they have, there's no church. So it happens at the, at the national level, within a country, and then of course missions beyond. Amen. 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 So when you have your plane ticket bought, when are you going back? December 29. December 29, 29. 29 I think. Mm -hmm. 29. Our son Doug is back here with Cameron, and uh, uh, he lives in Vancouver. Good to have you here, Doug. When, when we're here, we stay with him and, and uh, his wonderful wife. And, uh, y you know, it, it's, it's, it's just neat that we can stay over. Uh, we're officially here just October, November, and the first two weeks of December in meetings, but we're spending a couple of weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Can, can I just add regarding prayer needs? Because I, I sense that, that we're connecting, we're bonding yes. with you this morning. <laughs> Um, do you know that uh, once a parent, you're always a parent? Amen. And once a grandparent, you're always a grandparent? Mm -hmm. Okay, 44 years ago, we were on the ship on the way to the Philippines. We were the last of the ship riding missionaries. And we had a baby, 
his older brother, two years older than he is. Our baby was uh, just not quite a year old. There was a hippie girl on the ship. She was demonically influenced or whatever, but she, she attacked us on the ship, basically verbally attacked us and said, you're missionaries going to the Philippines. You're going to waste your time. You're going to waste the Filipino people's time. I will destroy you. I will destroy your ministry, and I will destroy your family. And before you get to Manila, I will see that that baby in your arms is thrown into the Pacific Ocean. Well, that didn't happen because God is bigger than the enemy. But I want you to know that the enemy targets missionaries, pastors, their families. And it doesn't stop with us, our kids. He targets our grandkids. And we're just as human as you are, you know? We're from somewhere far across the world, and we get this, this letter, this email. Email makes it, you know, real real possible to get the information real time and and uh, our grandkids are being targeted we've got a couple of grandkids who are really being targeted right now and we just need you to bond with us Amen. that's one way that you can help us uh, even as we go back we will go back with peace and confidence in our heart that we have people here who are praying with us Amen. and that we're going to see the truth and I know it's true God pursues the children of the righteous he pursues the grandchildren of the righteous and we're going to see victory but we just would like for you to pray with Amen. us will you Amen. do that yes. God bless you yes. Amen. Okay, a uh, couple of things. I'd like to, we're, we're going to get ready to receive a love offering for the McKinney's to mm -hmm. uh, get back and continue doing what they're doing. We're going to continue supporting them also monthly, uh, but uh, we want to give them a love offering uh, to go back, and then I'm going to ask that if you guys would come and, and come down to the front, I'm going to ask my uh, elders, their wives, to come. <clears throat> And uh, we're, we're going to pray over this couple. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, we lay hands on Everett and Evelyn, Lord. God, thanking you for their faithfulness to your call, to your kingdom. Encourage, Lord, that they have come, Lord, with a report saying that God is moving, Lord, in and around the world because the gospel is being preached and ones are being trained. And God, we give you praise for that. Lord, we ask right now in Jesus' name for your anointing all over them. Lord, while they're here, 
And as they're going back, I pray that your anointing would be heavy. Lord, may the fruit fall heavier, Lord, in this latter time in their life than ever before. God, may you grant them more fruit than ever before for your glory in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask not just for protection over their children and grandchildren. We ask, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to move in them. Lord, we're praying for victory in Jesus' name. We're praying, Lord, you would apprehend them and set them on fire for you and for your kingdom. God, we know that your word is true. And God, I pray and I thank you, Lord, that you have heard our prayer. Now, Lord, I pray, meet every one of their needs according to your riches in glory. God, I pray that every one of them, Lord, personally and in the ministry will be met in the name of Jesus. And we pray with expectation, Lord, that we are going to hear great reports in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to ask our, our ladies and gentlemen to come, and we're going to get ready to receive an offering for the McKinney's. Lord, again, now thank you for the privilege, Lord, of being able to give. Uh, Lord, may we give hilariously. Lord, may we not give begrudgingly according to your word, Lord. May we give with a heart that is in the right spot. Lord, may you multiply it for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that we are getting ready to close, but I, I just, this is just me, you know, if, but I've, I've got to ask, because I know the Holy Spirit has been here this morning, I, I never want to assume that someone will walk out maybe without having an opportunity to have connected with Jesus. So would you just take a moment with me, bow your head, and if there's someone here that you would say, Pastor Brian, I know and I have felt the Lord's presence here today and I want to make a response. I want this Jesus that you've talked about, this, this kingdom that you've talked about, and this, I want to have that personal relationship and connection with Jesus. Would you raise your hand? I want to pray. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Then, Lord, I thank you for a great time today celebrating, Lord, 
what you are doing, Lord, through the McKinney celebrating, Lord, around your table, Lord, as we remember, Lord, your victory for us. God, may we go out of this place now with intention, Lord, to share, to connect for the purpose of your kingdom. God, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Make sure you're intentional today. God bless.